This episode of The Blur Mob contains explicit language. While we want everyone to enjoy the show, sometimes we may say things that are not appropriate for all ages. So, in other words, mom, dad, granny, we cussing. Discretion is advised. King G. Grossite ENT. <laughs> Rock with it. Rock with it. Rock with it. Rock with it. Let me, let me pop my shit. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me pop my shit. Hands up. What's up, y'all, and welcome to the Blurred Mob, your hub for all things black and nerdy. I am your host, Foop, joined by my two co-hosts, Ryan and Ralph. If you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and any other streaming service, make sure you hit that follow button so you can get updates from the mob. And if you lovely blurs and nerds are watching us on YouTube, make sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel, turn on those bell notifications, and leave a comment and let us know what you thought about this video. I don't like you. Like, I looked out the corner of my eye and saw this man warming up to say that. He rolling, he rolling his shoulders. I'm telling you, he be breaking it back to kick scene 107. He like, he started he start, he start rolling his shoulders. I was like, is he warming up? Yeah, I mean, we ain't done it in a while, you know what I'm saying? Gotta, gotta be prepared. I feel you, but as always, make sure you guys check out those links in the descriptions for our affiliate links for Right Stuff Anime and Entertainment Earth. Get you guys something nice and support the mob. So we're back, we're back. It's 2023, Blair Mob 2023. So what's been going on? How has the year been treating everybody? Uh, it's been alright, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Forget Stop. all that flowery. You bring all that flowery mess up in here. Like, no, it's not unicorns and rainbows. I'm broke. No, broke let's, look, let's look at what's behind him. <laughs> and and <laughs> let's let's ask why you broke. Oh, Ryan, I wanted to bring this up before we even get into the conversation. I wanted to bring this up that. Uh, your video on TikTok have gotten some comments, and I want to give you one last chance to 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 defend yourself. <laughs> what comment? So on your Hasoka video, you got two comments. Where is it? Where is it? Let me see. I'm old, so I don't know how to work. This. Oh, <laughs> he said he. Somebody said he came watching a child fight. Somebody else said, "Bro, that's grooming." For your last chance, I'm gonna give you one last chance to defend yourself on this matter before we get. <laughs> choose your words wisely, please. Please Background. choose your words wisely. Background: We did um mob interviews. Make sure y'all go back and watch those in case you haven't. And um, one of the questions that was given to me by our interviewee Antoine was, "Why are you a fan of Hisoka?" I feel that Hisoka <laughs> is more of a mentor to Gon and Killua as Nen users. If we would like to use the term grooming, I will not use that in a negative connotation, more of the connotation of a of a mentor going to his protege, making them an elite Nen user, because Hisoka sees the what? potential in Gon and Killua to grow and become I- better. 
See, now my counter question is what positive connotation have you seen grooming used Because like parents, Because like parents groom your kids. Like I know like grooming now is like applied to like relationships when it's but, like an older person. But he's, like, not, he's not their parents. That's why I said a mentor to protege. He's grooming them into being great NIN users. I, <laughs> I feel like you're stretching that one. You're reaching again. What Antoine said, this is what we call reaching. <laughs> groom is defined by google as to prepare or train someone for a particular purpose or activity hisoka is grooming going to kill him at his peak as a top tier nin user he's a mentor that's your final words yes all right and there you have it folks that's ron's last defense but back to the previous <laughs> statement yes i we broke out you man oh my god I'm not broke. Yeah. Tax season coming up, though. We You remember we had this conversation last year about our impulsive buys with tax season coming up? We coming That's back going around. towards credit card fees. What you talking about? I ain't. <laughs> yeah. Y'all thought I was going to buy more money. That's going to my credit card. <laughs> yeah, we got to pay. We got to pay some stuff down. Do you hear me? Yeah, man. 2022 hurt. Yes. Pocket wise, it, so. I think 2022 was fun. 2022 was so much fun. But pocket wise, 2022 hurt. Bro, if I be real, I still ain't recovered from moving to Texas, dog. I'm being honest. <laughs> that was a lot of money. Like, I I just don't see nobody just immediately bouncing back from moving, though. Moving to another state, you just don't immediately bounce back from moving to another state. How Across long has country moves. Six months now? But I'm just saying, like travel fees, getting all your stuff there, yeah. paying. Now, you know how you know how apartments go. They won't, they won't. What rent? Then more rent. Then I think you got to do like two months rent or something, right? Some like well, your security deposit. My security deposit low because I got the rental history. My issue was I had a. I actually got a lot of stuff now, and I wasn't gonna be on no truck and driving across cross country and then having to ship my car. So I had to ship all of my stuff in the U-Haul box. Them things like two thousand dollars. The box alone just to ship my stuff. And then I had to pay security deposit first month's what rent. What kind and all of U-Haul stuff. box you got? <laughs> Where they ship all of your... It was like 1500 oh, It added Jesus. up to 2000 because of insurance, storage, and all of that. But they had to deliver all of my stuff to so the So it's like facility. a metal, so like like a storage unit type thing? Yeah. Yeah, they just well, transported When you say U-Haul box, I'm thinking cardboard box. And I was like, how no, did you get all your not- shit? It's no sponsorships. It's called a U-Box. And they kept my stuff safe. It's just that that was money. It's like a big metal bin, almost like, not like GTA level, not like them crates that Walmart used, but like uh-huh. a third of that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I never knew they had that. I have yeah. to, next time I move, I'll think about it. But uh, yeah, 2022 hurt the pockets. It did. So. Man, uh, 2023 been hurting. <laughs> you in Miami. That's why you I stayed at home. I said like the way it worked out, I had zero PTO for that trip. It wasn't gonna work. Even if I wanted oh, yeah, to you go. Was. It wasn't gonna work. It was not gonna work. Oh, nah, you I, have been I, going out. I don't I was, think I used any PTO for this trip. I literally I was worked. Skating on the edge of glory. This wedding that we going to next week, I'm skating on the edge of glory with PTO for this trip. 
Nah, I got well, the Lady PTO. Gaga said, I'm on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh my goodness. So last night I watched that um that you people movie on Netflix. Um the one with Jonah Hill, Lauren London, Neil Long, uh Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. I was never it's, even made aware of this. It's written by Kenya Barris, who is behind Blackish. Um, mm. It had its parts where it was funny, and it could just be because mm-hmm. I'm goofy. But that 99.9% of that movie is cringy. It's very much the biracial arguments and conversations that you see on Twitter just put into a movie. See, I'm not a fan of Blackish, though. And if you're not, and I'll say this: if you're not a fan of Blackish, you, I don't think you will like this movie okay. because it's basically the same thing, just in movie form. I thought Lauren London and Jonah Hill playing as a couple was cute, but then it was just like they're them playing out, you know, the biracial family. It mm-hmm. some of it just felt like force. Like you guys wrote this in because you saw this on the internet. So it felt like Dear White People, but cringier. I haven't seen Dear White People. But. Now here's the thing about Dear White People: the movie was actually well written and good. The series, uh, the movie was solid. I get it. I a lot of. I don't know. It, it felt very like they were trying to fit the. So, you know how you've seen the conversation on Twitter. My best example of this is them talking about making Rush Hour 4. And then everybody's like, OK, how is Rush Hour 4 going to fit into this society? Because, you know, how everything goes to social media and how people like take certain jokes now. Mm-hmm. It kind of felt like they were trying to fit the movie into a way that it would be digested, I guess well on twitter but but that's the thing a lot of stuff and you know we a lot of stuff is just politically charged now and like the goal is to always to not offend versus the first goal being let me deliver a quality product regardless of who likes it and who don't like it like let me put my heart and soul into a good movie or a good piece of art and they ain't doing that no more yeah the movie just felt weird they, it, of course, you know, they put the happy in, ending in there, but I think, like, the different challenges to overcome just felt so, it felt cliche. And some of it, I'm looking at it like, we just talked about this two months ago on Twitter. It's, so. I mean, you can't get mad at them. Like, I, well, you can get mad at the I, our direction, but. Yeah. I give it a 6.5 out of 10. I think. It did. I did laugh at some parts. I will say, I okay. did laugh at some parts. Okay. But some of it, you're gonna sit through, and it was like, oh my god, like, and it's not like, oh my god, why did y'all say this? It's like y'all, like, why are we saying this in this movie? So six point five, high average, almost passing average. Almost, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm. Well, since we're talking about movies, and we talked about a bad movie, let's talk about a good one that just came out. Puss in Boots. 
Hey, Ralph, let's let's <laughs> rewind. I, I want to formally apologize to Ralph. Let's rewind. I need a, hold on, wait. January. No, no, no. Let me say it. Let me say it. No, no, no. Let me say it. I need an apology from everybody that pooped on me about that movie. Because that movie, comment. I want to start with Mito. Listen, I want to start with Mito. A year ago, rewind. Ralph said he, one of his most anticipated movies was Puss in Boots. And I laughed his ass out. I did. But I saw that movie last weekend. That junk was beautiful. Fire. It was like watching Shrek. Like, Puss in Boots, the last wish would be this younger generation's Shrek. Like, the way that the jokes went. The way that it was crafted, they kept the fairy tale element where all of the different fairy tales came together, and then you have all these individual stories fitting into this overarching story. It mm-hmm. beautiful. It it felt like I was watching Shrek. And it was like little tidbits that people went back and looked and realized, you know, about the main um antagonist mm-hmm. about how he was there. He was actually there. The day, you know, Puss, quote unquote, lost his eighth life. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, his his last life. Yeah. He was there. He was in the background. I was like, bro, now it makes me question. He was said he, he in was, the rest of these pictures? He said he was there for all of them. Like it is 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 mind boggling. Like they they put a he, lot of thought. Into they had movies. a really good. He had he had a really good villain. Um. Yes. With the with the big bad wolf basically embodying death, they they did a really good job with this. Oh yeah. So for everybody who laughed at Ralph for Puss in Boots, I feel like you have to apologize. And if you don't, and if you don't believe me, go see the movie, and then come back, and you're gonna have to apologize. When you edit the video, you gotta you gotta find the OVA where we laughed at them and add. I promise you, dude. You, you gotta, gotta add it in there. You got. We got. I got it. I got it. It's already edited because I think we posted it. Like we needed something to post. Oh yeah, let's post the yeah. video where we laughed at Ralph. Put that clip. Put that clip right in there. Grayscale it. Be like. <laughs> let's go. Let's go get that video where we laughed at Ralph for pussy boots. I already got it. I know exactly where it's at. Like, bro, that that movie had me on edge every time I heard Death sound. That whistling. Whistling. Yeah. It brought me chills. I felt like I was they getting did. chased. They did a really good job with this villain. Like, he was like, yeah, Big Bad Wolf, he's scary. They didn't make him scary. It's like, okay, this is creepy. They just made him scary. Like, this is this is the villain. This yeah. is, you know. They very much cut straight to the chase. It was no no loose ends, in my opinion. Um, they they pretty much made a, a good movie start to finish. Yeah, it was it was worth the the 10 years or whatever because the first Puss in Boots movie I think came out in like 2011 so what yeah I want to say so it's been it's been a good minute so this basically puts I would compare Puss in Boots to how they did with the Incredibles like the first Puss in Boots movie was good and then this one was like fantastic I've also been watching The Last of Us on HBO Max I haven't played the game but I have been watching I've been watching the series, and the series is actually 
like um I when I watched it I was like this is this is interesting and it kind of hit close to home because like the, the like the whole thing is like a fungal infection so in the first like they do a flashback to like the 1960s and I'll make this quick to not like spoil it too much but they were like you know fungi can't infect no people because the earth's not hot enough and I'm sitting there like well global fucking warming <laughs> <laughs> but i've heard that i've seen i saw somewhere on social media that the last of us can't really happen even though global warming and stuff is happening it still can't really happen but it it just makes you think of stuff like that like who thinks of this shit (laughs) i I heard some people compare it to walking dead have you watched that yet no i haven't seen walking dead but i think it's i think it's the same type vibe like the okay the zombie infection and whatever and everybody's surviving and then you got like the safe camps and then what happens when you go out the camp and all this other stuff so i've been intrigued so what's mm-hmm. even crazier is the fungi that they mentioned in the last of us is actually a real thing and it happens to insects and things like that yeah so that's they what actually i was turn to zombies that's what i was saying so yeah. they had done like the research and it was like can the fungi actually evolve to infect humans. And it was like, no, even though it happened, and even though it makes sense, like in The Last of Us, it's like, they were saying like, that still wouldn't happen here. Okay. They saying we won't become zombies. Anything is possible at and, this point. Man, listen, if I if that ever happens, y'all have to watch the series, and y'all have to see this shit. And I swear, if this shit happens, I want to be the first to go. I'm not, no, I'm not surviving. I'm not, I'm not living through that. I'm not. I'll be real. Every time people talk about apocalypses and like zombies and stuff, I'm like, bro, I wouldn't work to survive. That sounds like sad. Like, 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 take, like take, take me take out. Me out. Take, take me, me out. out. <laughs> like, take I don't want to live. I don't know how to hunt. No, like, I don't want to be. <laughs> out. Like, and I'm watching it. So they get into this apocalyptic area. Like, it's 20 years. So, like, the first episode, the first, like, 30 minutes of it is the whole, the big boom. And then everything after that is 20 years later. And, like, how is the world adjusting now that the big boom is done? They still got, they still finding ways for folks to work for money. So, currency always going to exist. Still got drugs. Still got alcohol. Of course. And it was something else that was still there. And the police. So I was like, if we want to take this real world, if any apocalyptic situation, four things that I know for sure that we will have was the police, drugs, alcohol, and money. Count on (laughs) it. (laughs) Count on it. You kind of... Yeah. Yeah. I don't think think police will really be a thing at that point. Well, you need need some type of law and order because otherwise you just become Mad Max and it's just bandits everywhere and you ain't got no safety. It will be the army coming in as being the police. police, The army... It's still police. Martial law just becomes... They just become police. It's some some type of militia. Some form of law enforcement and control yeah i said police but the overarching term is gonna be some type of law enforcement okay yeah so whether it's whether it's the army like you said ralph 
some type of militia or the police just form together and make giant police. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you need someone to protect the weak and all of that stuff, even if it was a post apocalypse. You're not wrong. You're so, not wrong. I was like, okay, but take me out as soon as it happens. Early. Take Early. me out. Like, I don't. Early. I don't. Like, there's no point. Especially if this stuff don't happen for like forty years from now, like what? I'll be like eighty. Yeah, take me out. I don't. There's no point. I'm too old for this. Like, take me out. Now, but, something uh, I want to touch on before we move, because I, I, I knew was going to go, do it. Go, go. Alice in Borderland. Have y'all watched it? What did y'all think? I've heard people talking about it. I've heard you talk about it, and we had that conversation about how you felt about season two. So yeah, season two was and they had a lot of filler. Honestly, in my opinion, you can honestly skip a good majority. You'll know when it gets to that filler point when it starts to slow down and there's not really much going on. And it didn't, in my opinion, it did not contribute to what was going forward. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you can literally just watch the games that they played and then skip to like the last couple episodes to where, you know, the big bad wolf, the, um, the Jack of Spades, no, the King of Spades comes and just start offing people off. Mm-hmm. Like you can literally skip to that point and know what it what what's all going on at that point. But without spoiling it, it eh. if you had to give it a rating out of ten, what would you what would you give it? I would give it a seven. Okay. The action was there. Um it it, it the times where it was like things going on instead of it just being like a slow point of them trying to extend it out to that full eight episodes because season two is not that many games left. They didn't mm-hmm. show us all the games either, which was like a, a mood point at that point. Like why, why not just show us all the games so we can actually see instead of just giving like a little maybe 30 second clip of what, you know, goes on for each person. Mm-hmm. Like first season, we got every game, every episode pretty much. Second season, they pretty much cut that out and tried to go the story way of telling it, which mm-hmm. is kind of like, okay, you know, whatever. But I give it a seven. It was all right. It wasn't the greatest okay. thing. I think seven on our scale is solid. Yeah. So it's yeah. a solid, solid season. Yeah. I, I It's, it's going to be another season, but I'm curious to see what they do with it. Okay. I mean, it might pick up based on how you said it ended. It might pick up from there. You're right. Maybe this this was like that that filler season that is like okay we building up certain elements so when we get to season three you already know all this background information and we don't have to explain it to you while shit popping off. Yeah, I need them to come out like My Hero Academia did. They might. They <laughs> might. <laughs> they had that slice of life season and everybody forgot that they even liked My Hero for a moment. Yeah. <laughs> But I was then, one of them. <laughs> but, then, but then shit start kicking off season six, and then you start remembering the slice of life stuff because it's like, oh no, you're in that season. You guys did this. Right. <laughs> the Christmas party. <laughs> the Christmas party. <laughs> nah, I'm, my my favorite my part of my hero was that tournament and um blood. What's that blood stain, dude? Stain. Yeah. Those are my favorite parts of MHA. My hero, uh, stain killer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I my. I like the staying arc was nice. I also like when that whole set of episodes where Bakugo got kidnapped and it was that final All Might and One for All. That was a good scene. fight. That was cool. That was yeah. cool too. 
But speaking of animation, let's go ahead and slide into our first uh, couple topics. So we're doing some overarching topics since we missed out on a lot um, this past month. So we got, we're going to start in our animation realm. We got a couple things on the docket. I want to start off with some good news. We finally got a full release timeline for Avatar Studios. And we know that a earthbending avatar is coming. Just to put out some stats before we uh, hop into the discussion. Starting with the earthbending avatar. Um, it's said to debut on Paramount Plus in late 2025. Um there's not really a lot of information. The assumption is that it's going to take place approximately 100 years after Korra's time, which will set the Avatar somewhere in our modern day timeline. So Ava so Legend of Korra is assumed to be taking place in like the 1920s. So if we go 100 years, we m might be looking at 2000s. So, so, so does Core just live? Does Core just live a long time? Because you ain't it like usually like right when the Avatar dies, a new one is born. Like yeah, she's so, just gonna hit like a hundred twenty years old or something. I mean, she could. Kyoshi lived like two hundred years, so it's yeah, not okay. It wouldn't be uncommon for Cora to live that long, or it could just be Cora dies like at eighty something years old or something, and then by the time we meet this new Earthbending Avatar, he could be like twenty. Or something. Fair, fair. Yeah. Okay. Because when we met Cora, Cora was like sixteen. Yeah, you're right. We only saw like a split of her as a kid when she could bend immediately. So yeah. they said approximately a hundred years, but yeah, no, no telling where they're actually going to start start this guy. And it could, because like we met Ang at twelve, and then Cora was sixteen. So then you have a four year difference from when we met Ang and when we met Cora. They could do another jump again yeah. and meet this guy when he's like in his 20s. Okay. Okay. So I'm excited. My, My only comment is that I have to now accept the fact that Cora's dead and that hurts my feelings. Uh, I'm just interested to see how they play around with modern day Avatar. I don't I don't know if it, if they I, I mean, I'm interested to see how they do it. I'm interested to see how they do that. That that is an interesting point because at at that point you're looking at our you know current modern day cars mm -hmm. you know, like technology communication devices. Like, I think the biggest question would be what it like Ryan said it depends on how they go to it. But if we want to look at our modern age, our modern era, what would we need an avatar for? And that's my I, thing. Like you get it, Ralph. I, I think I think it's gonna be kind of like that dilemma where not to even kind of compare the two, but how Batman was introduced as well with like the police being around and controlling like the crime and stuff that goes on in life. Like, but that's I like, think I think it'll be similar. But I Batman, that, ba but Batman had to use the same tools though. Like now we're like with an avatar, and they relied on bending, not like almost like magic, mm -hmm. but now they got the technology. Like, if it's in modern time, they got cell phones, they got EMP grenades, they got weapons, they got, like, mm -hmm. you don't even need, like, even the special buildings, like metal building and lightning building, bending, like, do you need it when you got full-fledged factories? But my thing is, is that, for the Batman reference, Batman was just, 
you know, Bogart in one city. Yeah. The Avatar is responsible for like all four nations. So it's kind of like, think of it as like the earth and everybody having their own separate militaries, their own advancements in technology. Why do we need this sole single protector of the four nations if we're at as advanced as we are now? Yeah, that is true. And I'm really wondering, mm-hmm. like, is this going to be, you know, their like best villain that comes out since it is that modern day time? Like, who is going to be the villain that, you know, takes over the four nations? I would. Something? almost want to see if bending is even like a commonality yeah like if if technology is being so advanced to like what ryan was saying if we have all of these factories why do we need metal bending and lightning bending to do these things if we could just build stuff that the if the non-benders are building so much technology to support themselves you know is bending even a commonality? What are, what are the benders doing? Like, are they just, oh, I'm an earth bender, but I work in this factory. I don't really use my bending or, you know, or something like that. Are mm-hmm. they still teaching people bending? Like, I'm an earth bender, but I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. So I really don't know how to use it. Like, And Korra's generation kind of already targeted, like, you know, that all that transition from what was like the traditions and the culture into modern times. Now we're like, I'm assuming we're going to be fully jumped into modern times. Like you won't be, you shouldn't be seeing no temples in like the 2000s, even I mean, if Bending was around. I mean, you might though. You might, you have, I mean, if you think about it now, like they do have sacred areas yeah. for temples yeah. and stuff. Like, no, it may not be like this one. You might not have like the Western Air Temple, but you might have. Yeah, you might have an area in that piece of land that Airbenders could go to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's just interesting because like fantasy is normally tied to like medieval ju- feudal Japan like usually that's where fantasy takes place. You don't see too many people do fantasy in like modern times. Like I see it in like Fire Force, mm-hmm. but you don't normally see it too much in modern times. So I'm interested to see how they play it. That's a good point that you brought up Fire Force. So they could I. Now the I, way Fire Force did they little fire sh- fire stuff, you know that was they had he got creative. The mangaka behind that got creative. And, and yeah. when you brought that up, I could only think that Avatar would be the do the same thing. They would have to be creative mm-hmm. with how all this works. And I can only think about it as of how of how the comics work. Like let's talk MCU, DC universe. Like you have all these magical and superhero beings living in the modern times where we have these cars and these factories and this technology and stuff like that. And then the way that they fit these characters into these, you know, storylines. So I could see it happening, but I think it would be really interesting as far based on what we've seen in the Avatar Mm -hmm. universe and how that can fit in the modern times. So, yeah, I'm also glad that they're taking their time to, you know, do this instead of trying to rush it out. Yeah, you know, just to get it out there. Like, I mean, take yeah. all the time you need at that point. I agree. This, this to us, it seems like it's a big hurdle to tackle. I'm so sure they have plans. The fact that they announced it because they announced it in 2022. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they announced it in 2022 and the series is not supposed to come out until late 2025 is they have they've given themselves ample amount of time to develop how all of this is going to work. Right. So, and with them still having the original creators, I'm 
optimistic that they will pull out a good story that connects back. Okay. So, just I'm to announce, ca- I'm cautiously optimistic. I think I think they'll do fine. I'm not too yeah. worried about the animation. What I was about to get into is for the rest of the timeline. And this is Avatar Studios mixed. This is basically an everything Avatar timeline. So this is the Netflix stuff as well as Avatar Studios. So we got um, the Netflix live action Avatar The Last Airbender season one, book one water is supposed to drop summer 2023 with book two coming in summer 2025. The first animated film from Avatar Studios is supposed to come out October 10th, 2025. When and then the new Avatar series is supposed to drop after that in 2025. Zuko is coming October 2026. Um, I can't see the rest of my screen. Uh, they got another animated spinoff series coming 2026. Book three Fire for the live action is coming out summer 2027. Then they just got some more. Oh, the next pictures was zoomed in, and I'm trying to squint like an idiot. But anyway, that's all we got right now. Did so, Kiyoshi get get re? I think he that got canceled, didn't it? For the um adult no, I think Avatar that got film back up at the end of the year. I thought Kiyoshi. I something got booted. Yeah, I thought that got booted for them to show like Aang and his crew as adults in the animated film. I think that's what happened. I think they booted Kiyoshi. Yeah. For the Team Avatar movie. Nah, they, they need to bring that back down the line. Nah. I ain't I... So, Honestly. so I agree and I disagree. I one, I think it would be nice to see the team team avatar as adults animated. I also think because they're showing the movie before they do the animated series that the movie may tie into the challenges of what the earth avatar is going to face which would be a bit more closer if they tried to do a kiyoshi movie and then turn around and do an earth bending avatar because then at that point you have like 300 to 400 years difference maybe between kiyoshi's time period and the earth bending avatar and it could also be the fact that they didn't want to do two earthbending avatars back to back as well. I wouldn't necessarily want it back to back, but at least put it back down the line. Because I know every year they want to release, you know, a movie and a series mm-hmm. after 2025. So just just bring it back down the line. How would y'all, how would y'all have felt if they did like a... While while Aang was basically in that ice ball, because that was for like a hundred years, right? Mm-hmm. If they had followed somebody who wasn't an avatar, like if they followed like a White Lotus member or something, and traversed through that time period. Well, the White Lotus wasn't. Oh, the White Lotus was established, but it was not the way that they established it in Legend of Korra. Mm-hmm. I like. I don't know how they would have gone about it, but like, because Kyoshi would have been going far back, and I think like when Roku came in. He said, like, his Avatar time period was kind of smooth until, like, the end because he had to deal with his homeboy becoming Fire Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, if they wanted to show, like, a time where there was a lot of conflict, especially seeing, like, the Air Nomad temples being destroyed and everything, like, what if they had showed, like, a White Lotus member or even a, a member of the Fire Nation when they was conquering? I just don't know how well that would have fit in, like, I guess... 
I'm going back to like the audience thing. If the same audience was the audience for Avatar The Last Airbender, I'm not sure how attention grabbing that would have been. With yeah. all, us already being exposed to Aang, and then Legend of Korra had hella nostalgia in it from having Aang's kids, um, Zuko mm-hmm. still being alive, Toph still being alive, um, and then, you know, latching on to these new core characters, and then make then coming out with a new spinoff series that completely that's completely erases everybody, even Aang, to focus oh, on. Yeah. With when in reality it would just be politics. It would be politics and war. Yeah. So how attention grabbing would it be to have a cartoon, a children's cartoon that's just based on what we've already seen to go back and it's just a politics politics and war cartoon with no characters that we're familiar with. I mean, I think that's what I would have liked. I, for me personally, I think I would have liked to see unfamiliar characters. I think as an because, adult, I think as yeah. an adult cartoon, it would have. I think it would excel very well. But if we're looking at the audience of what Avatar: The Last Airbender, you know, directed mm-hmm. towards, mm-hmm. I, I, that, I don't know if that would have sold. Yeah, because we got to look, that we gotta Michael, remember the target audience as well that they're trying to get to. Pull up that Michael Jordan meme. F them kids. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I don't. I just don't see Avatar Studios going into like adult content. Yeah, you know. And Sadly. I I think that would be really good as like adult content content, but not like, oh, let's make a show for kids. What is it? It's politics and war. <laughs> Is Aang, is, is, is Aang in it? No. <laughs> is Katara in it? No. No. Is Korra in it? No. Definitely not. <laughs> but speaking of politics and war, let's go to the political and war cart of anime coming in 2023. Attack on Titan announced the f- part three of the final season, part one. Look, we have to talk. We have to talk about it. We part have to three, talk about part it. one is part, wild. Part three, part one drops March fourth. Twenty. Isn't that your birthday, Ralph? No. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday! Real, real Happy birthday! Birthday. Final now, season. Now I feel like Final Ralph set this up. Now I feel like Ralph set this up. <laughs> yeah, he asked for this. Final season. Oh my Part birthday. three, part one. Like this is like a. They this is a patch. Have, these are patch notes. These are up to the reason I was gone from the past episodes. I went up to Japan and told them. He said, "Listen, it has to drop on this date. But if we drop it on this date, we won't have all the episodes ready in time. Just split it. Just split it. You got it. it. You, they got they got a picture of Ralph whispering in the animator's <laughs> ear, like uh, Aaron did his daddy. Just split it. Tatsuki. <laughs> 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 but Bro. they said it's only nine chapters of the anime. Uh, I mean, of the Marvel. manga left to animate. I can only foresee that they are trying to get a lot of. They are really trying. I guess they're really trying to sell these last nine chapters. Yeah, they they, well, they, they are milking the cow this. at this point. Yeah. They they hurting the cow. The cow is strange. But ain't no milk coming out. The only thing <laughs> the only thing I would say is that Mappa has a lot of projects this year. Yeah. And 
maybe they shouldn't have taken on all these projects. Look, I'm not in charge, but they're doing One Punch Man Season 3, JJK Season 2, Attack on Titan, and it, what's the fourth one? Chainsaw Man. They did Chainsaw Man as well. Is Chainsaw Man coming back 2023? I don't think so. We're not sure. It's, it's a fourth anime that MAPPA is also animating, so... Bro, at, but, at this point, at this point, they breaking labor laws and they can't see their kids anyway. But they they should have they <laughs> they should have. I'm sorry. Like uh, at this point, at this point, they Japan don't care about the mop employees. Let's just be real. They should have not done. They should not split this final season part three into multiple parts. I think <laughs> they should. I done this. I agree. I think <laughs> I think they should have just you know did the last. They just should just did all the episodes. I I don't get the part one, part two of, of a part three. Like it's that test that you're taking. Oh, it's just three questions. But here's part and, A. And then part the person B, be like, hey, yo, C. did you did you know did the you questions on the back? Them bitches. Th- are these are these are the questions <laughs> on the back of the t- <laughs> Bro, You like the back? You show your work. So we had so the test is the final season. You got part one, part two. And then season three is split up in the part three is split up in two parts, and them the questions on the back of the test, and then nobody saw you flip over the page. <laughs> like we're at we're at aot colon fs dot three dot one. I can't nah, do this. For real. This these are patch notes. This is how games update <laughs> and send out to their players. Like, this is what we brought in this patch. I don't know. Oh my I, goodness. I'm disgusted. <laughs> I'm disgusted. <laughs> I just don't. They now. I did see that they are planning to release the second part still in 2023. So right yeah. now, both parts are slated for 2023. They just split them in two. So I'm hoping that the gap between part one and part two um are not too far apart. If I had to guess, it's releasing in the summer. I heard later, summer. so it might be fall. Well, you know, winter Ralph technically goes into February the way the anime seasons go. Like the winter season is like December, January, February. So they could do like late summer and then not come back to like January. Yeah. I heard both parts are gonna do twenty twenty three, so I don't know how It they... was still count as twenty twenty three if it started in December and finished in January, which is sad. Okay. Well Yeah. That's so so the the question is with them stretching this this final arc for this long, will it leave a distaste in in the viewers' mouths and things like that? It depends. I'm still going to watch it. I think it depends. <laughs> I think it. I think it honest. I think it honestly depends. I think what Ryan said. I think everybody's going to watch it regardless. But I really just think it depends. Um, how they, you know, animate the rest of this story. Like how how are they gonna how are they telling these nine final chapters? Like if you if you split this up into two parts and y'all lacked on the anim on the animation, the story is not lining up with the manga. Y'all then like made some big major changes that don't make sense. Like I would I could see that leaving a bad taste. Well, if it don't line up with the manga, if remember the manga readers complained about the ending, and wasn't it Attack on Titan where the mangaka like apologized for the ending? So I wonder if that plays a part. Like, is he doing like a Tite Kubo situation where he's like working with the animators, like add this to the ending, add this little sprinkle pelican dust, then like fix it up a little bit? 
I mean, he could, or he could just, you know. Mm. Could you? Because the margaritas were pretty so, upset. So you're saying yeah. that you foresee that they might be changing the end of Attack on Titan because of the reception from how the manga ended. They, that's why I seen some of like anime Twitter talking about. They was like, I hate. Some people was like, I hate that y'all bullied him into wanting to like change the anime ending. I don't know if that's the case. That ain't been verified. But some mangakas are very involved with the um, anime production. Mm-hmm. He could be adding some stuff to the story, trying to add some more fluff, make it better. I'm not sure. I I don't see that being a bad move on his part because it's the, pretty smart if that is it, what it's, happens. It's, yeah. it's just because of how media travels. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. you could read Game of Thrones and be like, "Oh, I hate the way Game of Thrones ended," but like. The like, if we want to talk about season eight, if had you know George R. R. Martin finish all the books, and somebody said I hated the way Game of Thrones ended, shit really didn't hit the fan on how we actually hated how that ended until the season drop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and that's true because this type of media is more digestible, like videos and all that. So. so, I I don't see that being a bad move on his part if he's if they are taking their time to retell certain pieces of the story just because of the feedback they got from the manga ending. Okay. I can see it being a smart idea. It worked for it worked for Bleach. It, it definitely worked for Bismuth. Been working for Bleach. So that could be it. That might be why we're getting part one and part two. They still trying to figure some things out. We get the patch notes. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh my god. So I got one more thing on the animation docket. Um being deemed as the worst show on television. It gets worse. <laughs> it gets worse. <laughs> is Velma on HBO Max. So Velma currently has a 42% on Rotten Tomatoes with a 6% audience score and currently has a 1.3 out of 10 on IMDb. However, it has the biggest premiere day of any animated original on HBO Max. Everybody came out to see something and hated it. That's, <laughs> That's what you just said. Every you grabbed everybody's attention. Everybody's at the Roman Coliseum to see this gladiator match, and yeah. it was trash. I watched the first two episodes. I had been seeing clips on Twitter, but I watched the first two episodes, and the jokes just didn't hit for me. That jump was not funny, and. I feel like a lot of it was like forced jokes. Like I see where you were trying to go with this, but it it didn't stick the landing. V- Velma feels like somebody who's on Twitter and is saying, "You know what? I'm gonna give them something they like," and they don't realize that Twitter is not real life. I mean, that's Velma. You gotta you gotta look at who Velma is being played by. Not even to like, you know. Yes. Who, so, really great point. Man, the way. Because me- I will say Mindy Calling, she did a good job in the office. She was, she was nice. But she was, she was a good, side. But she was she a was, side. Yeah. And now we're taking her and putting her in, you know, the main character position in an already, you know, evolving area of like, jokes that you don't want to touch or like you pretty much walk a fine line when it comes to being a comedian now 
Like, but 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 I I think it's it might like, as, go here, Ron. Like even with the fine line, as like as a comedian, either you're going to be risque and piss this group off, or you're going to be safe and piss this group off. Mm-hmm. She pissed off both groups. She <laughs> created she created the line. She like built a trench and walked through there and shot at everybody. Like, <laughs> like, Yo, wild. like who is the audience for this show? Like I, I don't know. I I think just some of is some of the new like the way they that they changed the characters just seem weird. Like the whole Fred joke with him not, you know, he hasn't gone through puberty yet and he has a small dingling. Like why? Like why did why would why would that be why why center on that? Like there's a lot of things that you can joke about Fred, but why that? Then they turn Shaggy black and his whole thing is simping over Velma to the point that he was about to sell his kidney for five hundred dollars. I'm gonna be weird. Ain't no black dude selling his kidney for five hundred dollars. Touch on it. Touch on it. To get some girl. Touch on it. The simping from Norville, because his name is Norville, his name is not Shaggy, was, I don't know, it was a bit, it was cringy to me. It wasn't like, oh, you're a simp. It's like, you're a simp. It's, it's, it's like the show wanted to be what Family Guy and American Dad were able to accomplish. And but it was it, so it didn't work. So we had this we had this discussion on Twitter, but I hadn't seen Velma yet. So now that I've seen Velma, to go back to our discussion, there were moments where it had that I'm a, I'm gonna call it a Family Guy moment. You guys know when Peter says something and then it immediately shifts to the thing that he was talking mm-hmm. about, and yeah. then it's like, oh my god, why would y'all do that? Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so they tried to do it, but I feel like they tried one. For me, it felt a little too fast. It's like you said the joke, boom, here's the joke. And I was like, okay, you didn't really give me time to like... I see what you're trying to do, but it's not sticking the landing. Like the different random phrases or, you know, the parts that... The parts of the dialogue that was supposed to be like an out-of-pocket type joke. I'm like, okay, I'm seeing what you guys are trying to do, but it's not... It just felt lazy. Yeah. Like <clears throat> I feel like maybe I I see what they tried to do and I just don't think that this maybe the Scooby Doo franchise was something to do that with. And, and I'm gonna say something divisive. I don't feel like this movie is a one. I feel like it's like a three or a four. But them tying Scooby Doo to it made it that much more worse. Because it's one thing to get an IP that already exists, King Arthur or something, and then be like, you're going to revamp the story. You got what was the original characters. You ain't even read the Spark Notes. You read like the first sentence on Wikipedia. Still threw that away and did your own thing, but kept the name Velma. And that's just what it felt like. You didn't have, mm-hmm. if you named this show v- v- Voluma. Or veteran, or I, I don't know. Give 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 her a different name and just make a. I don't, I don't know. What's, what's, you, don't, what's you don't know no V names, no Veronica, what? nothing. You, you know, know what? There we go. I, you're right. You said you're Maluma. Right. Like what? <laughs> you're right. You could have said Voltron. Like you don't know no V names. <laughs> 
but that's but that's all I'm saying. If you name this show Veronica and it's like a meta humor, risque, we ta- we make everybody mad show, it would have been a three or four. Because yeah. it's just an average show. Like the graphics and the animation, I hate the way that American cartoons look. But the animation was quality in the show. I can't yeah. deny that. It looks great. If we want to go back to the jokes, like you compared it to Family Guy and American Dad, it fit in that era of animation that those type of shows fall into. Yeah, it's like it's lazy writing. Yeah, it's it's not. It's the jokes don't hit. Yeah, the animation's great though. It would have been like a three or four in most people's eyes, but you tag Scooby Doo to it, and that yeah. made everybody pissed off. I I think mm-hmm. it's I think it's that I think. Because you named it Velma, we have we have so many years of expectations mm-hmm. and connections and visibility on who Velma is as a character. So like when the idea like when the promotion was coming out, yeah, solo show on Velma. We know Velma Dinkley. We ride with Velma. And then exactly. you get to the series and it's like, okay, this is not the Velma that I'm used to, and then the way that you're introducing her, you're not, you're still not making her a likable character. Yeah. Like I get, I get shifting the formula, but like I'm not, I'm not vibing I'm not with this one right now. Like, yeah. like we've seen adult Scooby Doo, baby Scooby Doo. What all the other iterations of Scooby Doo? What's new Scooby Doo? Like, we didn't yeah. see so much Scooby Doo. Like, we didn't see live action Scooby Doo. Exactly. Like, if they was going for edgy Scooby-Doo but adults, I would have been against that. Show Shaggy doing some um, Jane Mary. You know what I'm Jane saying? Show, Mary. Sh- show Freddie doing some um, rich boy stuff. But if y'all did it right, it could have worked. We're going to have you listen to Rick James after this episode. Jane Cause Mary. I didn't know, Jane Mary. I was, you know, like some words are like... It's Mary Jane, my guy. I... I know, but I just was like, I know that some words be blocked out, and I was like, did YouTube Mary catch Jane on to Mary Jane? Why, why would YouTube? Why would YouTube block out Mary Jane? I don't know. Maybe they caught up. Maybe they caught up to the hype. Like they know these words are bad, but Mary Jane, we gonna catch that. We get it now. Like we get the joke now. It's like when you say "son of a biscuit" around your mama, and Look, then like you said you it enough could, times, if, and she gets it. I want you to go to YouTube right now and type in Mary Jane. I give, I bet you five dollars. The first thing that's it's gonna, gonna show me Spider Man. It's gonna show you Rick James. It's gonna show me Spider Man. YouTube, I'm gonna I'm check right now. Hold on, hold Look on. Look up Mary Jane. I feel, I, I feel like it's gonna show you Rick James. It's Rick James. Next, next topic. <laughs> <laughs> Next topic. And I want my five dollars. And I want my five dollars. We bet no money. We bet no money. And I want my five dollars. Next topic. We said I'm a bad. Fine. What we talking about? I'm crying. We done. We done with Velma. He makes me sick. But overall. I just think the humor in Velma is not where it should be. I think, mm-hmm. and I think that's the part that's turning everybody off. Like the humor, like if you back out of the humor and you see the storyline that they're trying to follow, it the mystery is there. Like yeah. what they're trying to solve, but the the layers, everything else that you're adding on top of that is off putting mm-hmm. to me. 
Yeah. So if I had to continue watching the series, it would to be like, what's the end game of this mystery that you guys are trying to solve? But I'm not watching it for anything else. I'm not. Unless you say, oh, we're doing a review for it. I'm not watching this. No, it's it's. I it's it started. Right. I'm going to tell you that now. It's, it's fine. I, I only watched two episodes just to give a bit of input on it. Ralph, when I watched the second episode, this was my face the entire time. Same. <laughs> I sat in my bed. I sat in my bed and I was like, damn, I ain't laugh once. <laughs> I ain't laugh. I, don't even, I ain't laugh once. I don't even think I blinked. I just couldn't. I, do I just it. felt like couldn't I was sitting it. there watching the show. Like I'm literally watching brainless television. True brainless television. Like, like real like this, this is not, in the background while you do homework. No. Type stuff. This is I only watched it because just, you know, just to see, you know, what all the hate was about, you know. <laughs> well, now we know. Now we know. But let's move on to the next topic. This topic also pisses Ryan off. On today, on the, our next episode of Let's Piss Ryan Off, Universal Studios has announced that they are bringing a theme park to Texas, but it's not what you think it is. They are naming this project Universal Kids Frisco. This will be a 97-acre park. The target audience is for kids 3 to 9. The rumor is that the lands will be themed after uh, multiple DreamWorks properties. There will be no dark rides. There will be no tall roller coasters. The hotel, they will be building a hotel alongside it. It will only have 300 rooms, four or five stories. Um. So Ryan, how are you feeling? This is the Velma <laughs> theme. This, this is the Velma theme parks, bro. I'm in Texas. I just went to Universal for like the second time with my great friends who are on the podcast right now. Right, even saw Disney World, and I'm like Universal in Texas. I'm wearing my Harry Potter robes. I'm gonna have a great time. Ninety-seven acres. Ooh, how big is ninety-seven acres? How big is Disney Snow World? Big. Oh, like eight hundred, nine hundred acres. Okay. Oh. Mm. How big is, I mean, we're regular universal, like 800, 900 acres. Okay. How big is Six Flags? Like 120? Hmm. What's going to be at this universal? Like, is it going to be like three rides? It's smaller than, so they said no dark rides. So for people who, so for people who don't know what dark rides are, dark rides are the rides that are inside of buildings that, you know, you wait in the queue and you sit down in the thing and go through it. They also said there will be no tall roller coasters. If it's anything, it's going to be family size. This is a waste of money. I mean, they, you you do have to realize who they're trying to target. The and tar- plus, when you look at it, Dallas Fort Worth has a six flag of Texas. If you want to go out and ride big rides, if you want to go out and have a good time, they also said th- this is good. This is one of many. So yes. this is going to be a test. If they if this succeeds the way that they want it to, they're going to they're going to make multiple of these in different states. So I could only I could only see Universal is trying to get like that best of both worlds. Like here's our competitors to Disney. Now here's our competitors to like Legoland. That's the only thing I compare to because Legoland, you can't even get in Legoland without a child. So yeah. I, I don't know if y'all feel like this, but I was having an art I was having a discussion with somebody. I feel like kids, we got so much stuff geared towards kids having fun. And I feel like adults don't get much fun stuff. They give us liquor and and a view, and they say have fun to adults. That's that's what we get told. Liquor, music, and a view, and that's have fun for adults. But I think 
I want to go to Ralph's point. They said the target audience was ages three to nine. The only thing in, in Universal does not cater to those ages. When people bring their children three to nine to Orlando, they're taking them to Disney because Disney fits that entire. Our grown asses was at Disney. But when you remember when we went to Magic Kingdom and we saw babies in strollers, we saw toddlers, mm-hmm. we saw small families. Universal is missing that piece of the pie because their main theme parks don't fit that target audience. So I feel you, but I'm just saying they they're trying they're trying to get into that demographic. This is yeah. their this is their um plan to get into that demographic. And plus, the Dallas they Fort Worth area was perfect because the only place that's there is Six Flags of Texas. Yes, Texas has like forty plus amusement parks, but Dallas Fort Worth only has one. I thought it was a good idea to pull it. Texas is big. So yeah, put it in Texas. It's hot a lot in Texas, so you could still get that full round type of thing. But I thought it was a good move to move it out of Florida because even if they put Universal Kids in Florida, they were still going to have to compete with Disney. Yeah, that is true. So if anybody wants to go to Universal Kids, if they want to plan a family vacation for their three toddlers and they want to do Universal Kids, they're going to have to go to Texas. They're not they're not right. going to be they're not going to be able to do anything else but to go to Universal Kids in Texas. I would have absolutely loved a super large Universal Megalopolis theme park in Texas. <laughs> there's, grass, there's grasslands out here, the weather's there. And they could have made how they got Islands of Adventure, they could have made Kitty Land. And that just been like over there in the But they in the but rough. they had that anyway. Their kids zone they just closed their kids zone. And Universal because nobody was going over there. Yeah. And, and ain't nobody. And I don't want no. And ain't nobody going to go here. And like, I I think people the fact that they said they're going to theme it after DreamWorks franchises outside of Shrek, there are multiple DreamWorks franchises that fit that target audience. They, I I watched a video from a theme park podcast I listened to. They the rumors are they're going to bring Madagascar back. They talked about doing a Trolls area. They did talk about doing a Shrek area because they just replaced all of the Shrek stuff in Universal to do Minions. So this is their chance to bring Shrek back into the fold. And it was some other franchise that they talked about putting into this park as well as part of DreamWorks. So. Okay. And, and I mean, you, like, Ryan, you do have to have to realize people are moving to Texas a lot more and not even just people in general, but younger people are moving to Texas a lot more. So yeah, a lot of 20 and 30 year olds who want somewhere to have fun. Yes. However, that's, that's, that's like, when you look at it, you have to look at it at a growing point. And I'm going to give my props to lady D because she talked to me about this. And I was like, Hmm, you make a good point. Cause you know, we are in our mid twenties now. And, you know, people are having kids a lot more. People are, you know, producing. And they need somewhere to take them kids besides Six Flags. Six Flags is huge. Who Who is really about to walk their kids in strollers all the time when they want to get on rides? So they, they need, they wait, need wait, some... wait, 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 wait. They need somewhere to take their kids, which is why Orlando is capitalizing on the fact that people are moving to Dallas-Fort Worth, Texas a lot more. That means kids will be produced. That means kids will have somewhere to go. 
And the grownups will have somewhere to take their kids that's smaller and a lot more, you know, kid-based for them to have fun at. They need somewhere to go to have fun and get away from their kids. Not only they need places to have have fun and they close them. Okay, let me say this. Let me me say this. Let me say this. The only way that your theory is going to make sense to me is when them ticket prices come out. Now, if them ticket prices looking like the same damn ticket prices it takes to get the regular universal. Yeah, that whole that whole ar- that whole argument that goes whole down argument the drain. <laughs> that whole argument, <laughs> that whole that whole argument, argument gone. going down the drain. It, so, it's it's le- it's less than a hundred acres. I, that ticket need to be less than a hundred dollars. I I would. How much is a day in Universal? Like one day, not not Cross Park, one not day. both parks. It's over a hundred. Yeah, and a six for flag little- ticket. I think is sixty four. Correct. You said for what? A six flag ticket is like sixty four. No, it, I, it's it's like pretty 64, cheap. 70? Yeah, and Six Flags is bigger. Even a small Six Flags is bigger than that. Them tickets need to be sitting between fifty and sixty dollars. I can see them doing package deals, honestly. Because they like, are going to have a hotel there. Because if they have a hotel, it's like you know, five days. What is it? Four days, five nights. You know, in for your family and all y'all get these. <laughs> park you know multiple park tickets or they might with it being in one park you might pay for a ticket that lasts you the whole time that you're there so you wake up at the hotel take them to the park mm-hmm. they do they said they're gonna have additional space for expansion so but i don't know the fact that i don't know and it's it's three to nine year olds so i really don't know like if rides they said it's going to be a lot of meet and greets. It's not going to be a lot of rides. So basically, it's going to be a meet and greet park where y'all do some cute stuff, take pictures with your kids. They said it's not going to open super early. It's going to open like 9, 10 a.m. And it's not going to close super late. Like they said, no later than I think 9 o'clock. Basically, this is a field trip area for second, third, fourth, and fifth graders. Pretty much. Basically. This is like, oh, we took our kids to the zoo already. Now we're taking them here to meet to meet Shrek. Yeah. But okay. I, I could, I don't know. I, I just see it as a big baby park. And yes. I guess, and I don't know what the vibe of Legoland is. Because like I said, I, well, the, the closest Legoland to me, you can't get into that junk without a five-year-old child. So I ain't been to Legoland. I don't know what the vibe of Legoland is. So they could be going for that that vibe, whatever the vibe Legoland is. I was just so disappointed to see Universal New Park in Texas, and I read that. I sent it to y'all so quick. I was like, y'all, y'all, y'all see this? Y'all see this? And then we started reading the details. We started reading the fine print, and it wasn't what you thought it was. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> like I gave in a, cl- I, I gave in a clickbait, bro. There's like these Porsche Foops, right? These are like three things that just pissed me off in the past few weeks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just an angry person. I need therapy, probably. I don't know. I'm just upset. <laughs> I mean, you just didn't read. You got too yeah. excited and you didn't read, and now you you disappointed. You upset. Maybe if you would have read. Maybe 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 I just need to go back to Universal Orlando. Maybe that's what I need to do. <laughs> I need some. I, think, I need some butter beer. But I feel like I feel like that also might be the point. Like with us being adults, like you said, we you know we 
can get the funds to take ourselves with no hassle, no hassle from getting kids to Orlando. Are we going to fly? Flying kids, flying small children is a lot. Driving small children is a lot. Now, I will say, I'm not a parent, but I... I don't see the value in taking my kids while they under the age of five to one of the big theme parks anyway. Just me personally. I, and that, I that's don't why it's not, anything. And that's why it's not big. And yeah. that's, why, that's why it's not big. That's why it makes them small. That's why it's not big. And that's, why it's, and that's why it's a bunch of meet and greets so parents can get the cute pictures. Oh, baby, stand next to uh, Princess Fiona. Click. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're you, you right. That's it, like some three year old's birthday so party like or something. With us, with being adults, we can make the move to Orlando, no problem. Mm-hmm. Not no problem. I meant like with no no hassle. <laughs> of course, Sound like Cat Williams. I mean, All right. I mean, of course, with you know, I can, I can't fly to Universal like fun, tomorrow. Fun. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, we don't have to worry yeah. about like. Are we going to drive? Are we going to fly? The kids, where we staying at? What parts we going to? You know what I'm saying? It's like we, mm-hmm. same way we did this trip. We got it all figured out and we went. So. That was funny though. <laughs> that, that was, was. Funny. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> so let's step into our next topic. We about to step into some Marvel news. I got two topics on the docket for Marvel. The first one I want to talk about is that Ant-Man and the Wasp is dropping soon. We've already gotten two trailers of it. The last one showed Kane the Conqueror whooping Ant-Man's ass. And I'm rooting for Kane. <laughs> Honestly. I'm rooting for Kank. Oh, I, I'm rooting for him. And so my theory is, I got a couple theories on this one, mm-hmm. is that um, I saw something that at the end of Shang-Chi, you remember they had the end credit scene where they opened up the rings and they saw that it was sending a signal out to something. And then if you watch the Ant-Man Quantumanium trailer, his little area has these big-ass circles, rings, flying around his shit. So that could be an equivalent of the rings. And my theory is that Kang, the reason that Ant-Man and them got sucked in there was because Kang was already getting that signal to the uni- from to their universe because of Shang-Chi, whatever his technology is. Mm-hmm. Because in Loki, when they killed the other Kang, he was like, wait till you meet my variants. I saw another theory that that Kang locked this Kang in the quantum universe. So he was actually roaming around and he locked him in the quantum universe. And now, basically, the Avengers then called this man and said, hey, we found your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and now he finna come, he finna come wreak havoc. I know that was just a lot that I just like threw up just then, but like I think this man Kang is finna be a menace and I wanna know who gonna beat this man. I gotta see him in action first before I say who gonna beat this man. But I, I just mean, don't I mm. I mean we got one person to blame. We got one person to blame for all this. Who? Lucy. Who the hell is Lucy? From from Loki. Sylvie? Sylvie, yeah. We got her to blame. Because she didn't have to kill her. She didn't have to kill that man. 
I. That's that's the blame. That's the blame. I. Because he I, said, if you kill me, my other variants will come. I. Sure. I think it's I think it's multiple things at this point. I think one. He was keeping him down there. So, yes, with Sylvie killing the other Kang, now he ain't got no bars. You know what I'm saying? Now, he you know, you know, I'm finna check this shit. Mm-hmm. Now, he could have been like, oh, I'm free, but I don't know where to go. Where everybody at? Yeah. Them folks in Shang-Chi didn't stick that signal out to him. Now he know where they at. Now, I feel like in Ant-Man Quantumanium, he's going to try to figure a way out mm-hmm. of the quantum realm. Yeah. And then that's when he's going to start becoming a problem for everybody else. Because the way that this last trailer went, Ant-Man was like, you know, I don't have to win. We both just have to lose. That just sounds like to me that this man is getting his ass handed to him. And he finna get out of there. Mm-hmm. My thing, I think my big theory for this movie, I think at the end of Ant-Man Quantumanium, Kane the Conqueror is going to get out of the quantum realm. And he is about to become a problem for everybody else. He's about to else. wreak havoc on everybody. He's about to become a problem. They said that Shang-Chi's rings and Miss Marvel's bangles are key pieces of this whole Kang the Conqueror thing. Mm-hmm. And I think he finna come he finna come for his shit. So to even add on to that and really like analyzing the trailer, um you remember when Janet was stuck in the quantum realm? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have Kane talking, which we thought was, you know, Scott. He's pretty much talking to Scott. And mm-hmm. at the end, he's like, you know, you're going to help me get what I need. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I think he's more so talking to Janet because Janet escaped the quantum realm, but she was down there for so long. I'm pretty sure she met Kane along the way now, to be able was, to get out. Right. That was. So I think she met him. She got out because they went down and got her. But they found her in, like, this desolate area. Mm-hmm. They didn't have anything in it to make you think that the quantum realm is just a bunch of bacteria monsters. Yeah. And she just been hanging out. But the fact that they have a whole civilization. And from the first trailer, she made it very apparent that they should not be in there. She made mm-hmm. it very apparent that you... They don't need to trust Kane. And they made it very, she made it very apparent that she has been here before. And there is a good number of people who knows who she is. So I, I think, I think he might've been talking to, I think he might've been talking to Ant-Man because Ant-Man doesn't know Kane. He doesn't know what he's capable of. He mm-hmm. knows Ant-Man because he's been killed Avengers around the block. Like, it's easy. So, you know, I know you, but you don't know me. So I'm going to take advantage of this. And you're going to help me get what I want. But the only reason I say he was talking to Janet, at least in some of those lines, maybe not all of them, but some of those lines, because he said, I helped this person out and they helped me a little bit. You know, be able to get to get where I need to be. He may not have left, but she helped him in some sort of way to set up that entire city. In the yep. quantum realm. Now, I believe that. I believe that she may have been helping him out at first because she's in the quantum realm. She don't know this man. You know, we all stuck in this place that we don't know how to get out of. Why not mm-hmm. work together? Right. But then she gets, you know, um, she gets to know who Kane the Conqueror is. And that's probably where she defected. 
and mm-hmm. escaped and ended up in that random spot where they found her at in Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah. So that, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. It's going to be very interesting. They said um there's a it's a rumor. This is a rumor, strictly rumor, that the end credit or the end of Ant Man and Quantumanium is going to tie into what's going to come for Loki season two. That's the rumor. So we'll see. Hmm. I'll be there. I'll be there. With popcorn in hand. Second topic on our list of Marvel news is that Kevin Feige did an interview with uh, a podcast. Let's go see. It's called the Movie Business Podcast. And somebody asked him, will people ever get tired of superhero movies? And he said, no. Kevin Feige thinks that people will not get bored of superhero movies. The full quote is, there's 80 years of the most interesting, emotional, groundbreaking stories that have been told in Marvel Comics, and it is our great privilege to be able to take what we have and adapt them. Another way to do that is adapting them into different genres and what types of movies we want to make. I want to know, this is going to be the discussion, do you agree or disagree with Kevin Feige? I and I hate having to say this, I feel like it's a mix of both because saying what people ever get sick of superhero movies is like saying what people get sick of fantasy and Mm sci-fi. Marvel has, MCU has gotten so big that superhero is now its own genre because of how specific and how unique it is as a genre. Mm -hmm. But, but can people get sick of the current MCU? Can some people kind of, can it end up like, Harry Potter, where once we got Harry Potter and y'all turned to Fantastic Beasts, it was like, and we just cool with Harry Potter? Could it be like Transformers? Could it be like Fast and Furious, where it's like, nah, y'all super-powered ultra-human beings, we sick of y'all now? I think that could happen. Mm-hmm. I feel like, it's, I feel like, and if it does happen, we may see it now, being that a lot of people had a lot of attachment to the older heroes and everything. Mm-hmm. Could we see, like, a decline in viewership? Could we see a decline in, like, Blu-ray purchases? I think it is possible for that. Only like MCU specifically. Superheroes as a whole, nah, folks gonna like superheroes. Okay. What say you, Ralph? Yeah, I would have to actually agree with Ryan. Um, you know, it it all depends on what that family household really watches. Like, say for instance, they don't watch superhero movies, they're not gonna, you know, suggest their their younger generations to, you know, continue watching it. Like, say for instance, mm-hmm. you know, if if you know, because your dad brought you into DC, um, DC shows and stuff, and you pretty much adopted that, correct? Mm-hmm. Like, say for instance, he if he did not watch that, how you know, like, how much interest would you really show to those kind of things, to those kind of superhero movies? Mm-hmm. Like, would would you continue to carry that on if you did not have you know your father showing you, you know, like everything that you needed to know about you know certain superheroes and certain superhero movies and comics and things like that. Like, I feel like if you do not have that background, it's not going to, you know, gel well. You might watch a few, but it's not just going to be a continuation thing where it just gets passed down and passed down. I would disagree with that just because of the way that I got into anime. Mm -hmm. My dad don't know shit about anime. None of my family at all that I know watches anime. But Ryan got me into anime at a a late age Mm -hmm. as well. Well Yeah, and here's the part that Ralph 
kind of forgot. I don't know if you've ever heard this, but it's like nature versus nurture. Mm-hmm. Like where you was raised and your environment plays a part in your interest. It plays a large part. But then if that environment is nurtured or if it's left or if it's like neglected will determine what you like and are interested in in your more adult and post-formative years. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yes, like, for example, my dad introduced me to Batman as well. But my introduction to anime was literally just watching WB cartoons and I played video games. Nurturing, I nurtured that. My dad never got mad at me for watching anime, for example. My mom never had an issue with it. I had friends who liked it, and it just got bigger. But superheroes was never nurtured. That's all, like, even though MCU's big, I watch it with y'all, but most of my affinity for superheroes is honestly talking to y'all. Like, Foop got me more interested in even the DC cartoons because you're like, you got to watch this. You got to watch this. I heard it for, like, two years, and I was like, Teen Titans Judas Contract, that. Love it. Now I will get on HBO Max and keep watching them. Mm Mm-hmm. So that does play a part. I agree with them. I think because of I think nobody would get tired on it. And it's it's a contingency. As long as they continue to tell the stories in a way that is enjoyable and digestible. I I don't mm-hmm. think people will get tired of superhero movies because they at, even in this moment of time, even though the MCU is ex- Right now, the MCU is exploring stories that have already been told, that have already came out in the individual comic issues, that have already been made into these graphic novels that you can buy and just read the story full out. Marvel Comics is still going on. They are still making, they are still expanding on Captain America and Iron Man and the X-Men and the Eternals. They're telling stories that the MCU has not gotten to yet. And if the MCU continues to craft this universe in a way that it can ever that it can continuously expand to where we could touch those stories. I don't think people would get tired of it because you're still going to have comic book fans. You are still going to have people who have already read those stories. So I think the contingency is execution. Mm-hmm. If they continue to execute these superhero movies in a manner that are engaging and have good storytelling. And it's not just trying to, it doesn't have that black Adam effect. Like, Oh, let's put this superstar actor in here and let's get a bunch of explosions and all this modern day music and call it a superhero movie. If they genuinely continue to tell these stories, I don't think people would get tired of them. Now we'll say they could get for people who keep watching them because if you don't got competition you have no reason to innovate and that's part of my biggest i think my disagreement with that is i would feel like the stories the marvel comics the thing that i the biggest prop that i will always give the marvel comics is that they always find a way to fit their characters into their into the reality like Captain yeah. America was created during World War II. And um, Black Panther and the X-Men were created side by side with the Civil Rights Movement. And things like that. So as our world continues to progress, though the stories that Marvel is telling is going to progress to fit that reality. Mm-hmm. So sure. they're going to always have to push the mold and they're always going to have to innovate because if they want to continue that our stories, you know, 
our art imitates our reality they're going to have to keep innovating how are they going to continue fitting these characters in this reality that we live in yeah i guess it's just interesting because mcu has become like the drake of videos like you're not competing against anybody else you're literally just competing against your previous projects at this point i i would say that they have to compete against their comic book lines yeah or you know well do you think like well the only reason i wouldn't i would have to not agree with that's because like marvel movies doing doing good doesn't negate comic book sales if anything it increases them or gains garners more interest and vice versa i feel you but it's kind of like i'll take it from like a dc point of view um DC comes out with a bad movie. They do a bad adaptation of some movie. Of uh, I'm gonna do this when they put out that booty ass injustice movie. What was the first thing I told y'all to do? Is go read them damn comic books. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 what I'm trying. That's all I'm trying to say is that yes, movies do boost comic sales. But what happens when people stop watching the movies because you guys are not doing? this side starts excelling better mm-hmm. than this side but but that's what i'm saying they not com- that's not dc competing with themselves that's just dc trying to i mean well what i'm saying is that is dc just competing with itself like mcu is competing against itself okay like right now dc isn't at a level especially in cinema let alone television to compete with marvel to where marvel whenever they put anything out it's like yeah what do we what do we got to do Better than our last film. Better than our last comic. They don't got any competition I, right now. I would think that... I, I agree. Yeah. That they don't have a lot of competition. I think sometimes the they have sleep sleeping competition. And what I mean by sleeping competition are those side superhero shows or those side superhero movies that aren't Marvel and DC, but they hit. And then it's like... Like Invincible and stuff. Like, like Invincible. The Boys. The boys. Like I yeah. just saw something today that the boys got it was either a higher amount of views or like a higher rating than any of the Marvel the MCU TV shows that Makes were on sense. Disney Plus. So I think they have to watch out. I don't think it's Marvel so much Marvel DC, but it's Marvel in these outside superhero focus tv shows and films that they need to watch out for and i think it's smart if if that's what they're deeming their competition i think it's smart that that you're not it's not marvel dc it's marvel versus everybody and i would like i would i guess maybe i need to get more into their series and stuff i would like to definitely see proof of that like i would like to see them dip into even more realms where it's like are we competing against the boys with this series we competing against invincible with this series like we mm-hmm. we coming at all of y'all you well, know what i'm saying the the what we're if, capable if the what if series did a very good job of putting a staple of Mar- marvel animation because Marvel's mm-hmm. animated movies, I don't have a lot that I would tell y'all to watch. I'm not a big fan of Marvel's animated content. But mm-hmm. the What If series, the animation in that was superior. The storytelling was top tier. It mm-hmm. was so, it was such a groundbreaking move for Marvel that people were saying that if Marvel continues to make animation like this, they would be able to compete with DC. Hmm. Okay. 
Okay, maybe Kevin might be on some. So I I don't think, and he Kevin Feige also brought up a good point that Marvel Comics have been going on since 1939. We are in 2023, continually watching a universe that has been expanding since 2008. If it's twenty, if it's twenty two years later. And we, we about and to we, see a Marvel 100 year anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. If we haven't got tired of Marvel comics now, if we haven't gotten tired of the superhero genre now, I just don't foresee us getting tired of it later because they're still going to have stories to tell. And, and from here, it's just going to grow the way that we consume movies, the way that animation is growing, the way that storytelling is evolving. They, it's like you they're listening to that they're seeing that and they're going to continue to incorporate that into that superhero genre mm-hmm. like even and the biggest thing this is just marvel this isn't mcu but when into the spider-verse came out that animation people have been trying to replicate people have been trying to replicate have been i won't say try they have been replicating that animation since then that movie came out in 2018 mm-hmm. yeah that did that did set a standard it did so i'm i i don't think people as long as like i said it's a contingency as long as they mm-hmm. execute it with purpose and intention i don't think people will get tired of superhero movies and you know what? And this just triggered a different thought only because we talked about Universal earlier. And I know like there's some Marvel related rides at Universal Studios. Marvel's about to hit their hundred anniversary. Disney hit theirs as well. What if they made like a full on gigantic MCU theme park? Yeah, like they have Thunder Land. Well, they're not doing a theme park. They're trying to do Avengers Campus. And I haven't been seeing any good reviews on Avengers Campus. If they did like a 500 plus acre theme park, we got Wakanda land, we got New York. What are like the other major civilizations and areas in MCU? Mm. Like if they did something like that, I think that would be cool. They got enough content for it and notoriety. They do. have to be Wakanda, New York, space. They could do, um, they could do Asgard. I think Asgard would count as space. Asgard would be dope. Asgard would be but, dope but though. But then they're stepping into the fact that Yes, Asgard is a real thing outside of the MCU, and I think that's where Asgard might be difficult to execute. Maybe just, if, just I mean, maybe, but if they just because of the fact that Asgard is not something that the MCU created, Asgard is Norse mythology. But that's the thing, like those IPs, like don't nobody own the right to like Asgard. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, if they want to make their own interpretation, that's like someone doing their own interpretation, of, like a King Arthur land. Like it's old enough to where they could do that now. Yeah, I don't see them doing that though. I do not see Disney doing that. I would visit. They could put that in Texas. I don't see them doing that. <laughs> I think the fact that this this Avengers campus thing isn't going the way they expected it to, I don't see them expanding into a whole theme park dedicated to the MCU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Alright. So this is our last topic for today. It's and it's it's a topic. I think I think it'll be an interesting um conversation senator senator josh hawley from missouri has announced that he plans to introduce a bill that would ban tiktok 
in the United States. What? I said something wrong? No, I was just looking like it was it was the Missouri senator? Wow. Yeah, it, it was it was a Missouri senator. Um he said he's going to introduce a bill that will ban TikTok in the US. The quote that he put on Twitter was that um China that TikTok is China's backdoor into Americans' lives. It threatens our children's privacy as well as their mental health. Last month, Congress banned it on all government devices. Now I will introduce legislation to ban it nationwide. So just to speak on the government ban is that it's banned on all of the, any member of the executive branch cannot have TikTok on their government phone. It didn't, and I'm assuming if you work for wow. like the FBI, CIA, NSA, yeah. and all well, of them, you can't have. Well, it either. said it didn't apply to members of Congress and their staffs. The fact that it said executive branch means like it to me. I assume the president and anybody who falls in that cannot have TikTok mm-hmm. on their government phones. But it's it, but like they said, members of Congress and their staffs. So I guess anybody under Congress can still have it. But my discussion, <laughs> my my discussion is after putting out the facts, is that if this bill goes through and TikTok is banned and all of us have to delete TikTok off of our phones, how does that how is that going to affect the content creation ecosystem? Ooh. Funny enough, I think- funny enough, funny enough. I'm gonna say not much, and the reason why. Content creators till this day are so angry that they're getting millions and millions and millions of views and their monetization processes are straight boo-boo garbage. Mm-hmm. Also, Instagram and YouTube have both jumped into TikTok's arena with reels and shorts. Mm-hmm. And Instagram and YouTube are still the biggest social media platforms out there. Honestly, I'm I would not expect I would expect TikTok to die in the next three to five years anyway, kind of like Vine. If I had to predict how social media moves, mm-hmm. like Snapchat's pretty much dying off, Vine did die off, Kick died off. Like when I'm looking at all these different platforms, when the major ones that got the money stay continue to modernize and update, I don't think it would affect it that much if TikTok left. To be honest, we all have somewhere to go. Let's say you, Ralph. <sighs> I would have to agree with Ryan because. You know, like content creators are not like if they take say 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 for instance they take TikTok away right now, content creators have so many other platforms to push their content out to. Mm-hmm. We have Twitter, we have Facebook, we have Instagram. They have stories pretty much the same as TikTok. You just have to get your followers up. Mm-hmm. You know, Facebook has followers now. You don't even have to you know be friends with somebody. You could just follow them. Like. Mm-hmm. Yes, Twitter took away the the reels thing, but you know people still you're you're like say for instance one person share your content, their entire like followings will see that at least once, and you can see your insights on how much you know people actually view it. Like mm-hmm. it, it's so many other avenues to where you can share your content. You we we forgot even YouTube Shorts. You know, like people get plenty of views on there. That's how you get found out about. Like it's mu- it's multiple ways that you can get found out about as far as content creation. So really, just shutting down TikTok, somebody else in in um you know app development would just make an app similar to that, and then it's just gonna blow up like that. 
Yep. Like it's not going to stop. That's that was mostly my thing, is that we'll just find somewhere else to go, and then it's not going to be too hard for somebody to just make TikTok for the United States. Mm-hmm. Like the only thing that I had was that, um, is that the one thing that TikTok did have, which they don't have the advantage anymore because, like you guys said, Instagram Reels and YouTube Shorts was the short videos and how fast those videos could get traffic if you went viral. Yeah. So if we went solely off of that, if we went solely off of that, I could see some content creators taking a hit if TikTok went away. But because you have, now that you have these different avenues, I don't see it being too bad. Like, hop on TikTok. This is the last day on TikTok. You hop on there. Hey, y'all, follow my Instagram page. Follow my YouTube page. Mm-hmm. And I'll still keep making content. Mm-hmm. But um, if they didn't have those avenues, I could see this t- uh, a TikTok ban taking a blow on content creators, especially upcoming content creators who are trying to build an audience and now they got to basically move all this stuff to this other platform and just, you know, like, not necessarily start thing, over, but you know. Yeah. But most content creators, when you look, ask them, they already been trying to move their followers from TikTok to YouTube. What they're upset about is that that transition isn't that smooth right? because YouTube has the best monetization practices and then you got, I'll say Meta with Instagram and Facebook because Facebook got money, good monetization practices. But I, Twitch is a little arguable. And like a lot of them ain't making their money on TikTok anyway. I, they trying to get everybody to move. I think the, the thing about YouTube is that with YouTube, you can look at the content without the account. I think with TikTok mm-hmm. is that you have to have the account to look at the content. So you're going to get those views and you're going to get those followers because it's guaranteed that whoever's watching or viewing it has a TikTok account. But we can go watch a YouTube video right now with no sign in, no login. I don't have to like, subscribe. You still get the views, but you didn't. But you but still you, get monetized for those watch hours and stuff too, though. True. You just don't get the likes. True. That's that's, now that, that's what I was saying. You don't get the likes and you don't get the subscribers, but you know. And you and YouTube's connected to your Google account. I don't know what percent of the world got Google accounts, but I'll be surprised. I mean, I'll be surprised if it ain't the majority I would <laughs> in also, the U.S. I would be. I think a lot. Of, I think a big majority of people are switching over to Gmail just because of the Yahoo breach. And AOL, AOL got bought out, bought out by Yahoo. Mm-hmm. Um, all of the other. And then Yahoo get bought by somebody. Yahoo got bought by like Verizon. Verizon bought yeah. Yahoo. Yeah. So it's just like all of those other email handles that we were used to are like fading dust, and Gmail is the best way to go because you get all of these services with it. But Shout I, out to Outlook. I wouldn't be surprised if majority of the population has a Gmail account, but I would be surprised if there are people who have a Gmail account who are not aware that you automatically get a YouTube account just because you have a Gmail. There are some people who still don't know that Google owns YouTube, which is so funny. And I mean, that's, and that's you don't what pay I'm attention saying. to tech. And that's, and that's what I'm saying. Like, right now, let's just, let's just talk about us. We could have maybe hella subscribers right now, but we could have some people who's watching our stuff that don't know that your Google account is your YouTube account, and you can like and subscribe to our video right now. 
probably our parents when they go back and watch our videos. <laughs> <laughs> they be like, what they mean by like and subscribe? I don't even see but the button. <laughs> but I think with but I think with TikTok, it's like it's a universe it's known that this person who watched your video and this person who liked your video and this person who follow you, they did they were able to do these things because they had a TikTok account mm-hmm. off rip. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I I don't feel like it'll be missed that much because I feel like y'all remember like when Snapchat came out and we got used to watching stories and then Instagram got stories and folks was like, look at Instagram trying to copy Snapchat. The only thing that we needed was time to get used to actually clicking on stories but on Instagram. Also, Instagram was off- offered more than Snapchat. Even with adding stories, Instagram still offered more than Snapchat had to yeah. offer. Yeah, and that's and that's the thing with TikTok. I feel like now that Instagram got reels, the more they added to where you could customize the videos and the fact that they can, and if they played on the fact that yeah, you can get monetized for these, TikTok just going to you know. I feel like it's gonna fizzle out in three to five years, probably two. Yeah. So I don't. I don't think it would be. I don't think it would be too bad if they banned it. I miss mm-hmm. all the funny videos, but hey, y'all, y'all hop on Instagram right quick. <laughs> that that skit idea that you had, go post that on you on Instagram right quick. Go uh, post that real real quick. <laughs> go, go post that YouTube short right quick. <laughs> What's gonna happen is pretty much what happened to Vine. Like all the vines that we used to watch on you know on, on YouTube the Vine app are now on YouTube. Yeah, like it's just gonna be compilations. You can you can do that now. You can find TikTok compilations on YouTube. Mm-hmm. That's all that's going. You see the vine. You see the vine folks try to make comebacks. The dude who made that. Everybody say Sasha keep it going. He yeah. made his little TikTok account. Be like, hey, I I'm the real him. It's me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Now that we've had this discussion, I don't. I don't think it's too bad. I think people would just migrate to somewhere else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Unless they start making yeah. regulations on like. You know the the strict things that matter, like what you can actually post and things like that. Well, Instagram and YouTube, Instagram and YouTube are so much more advanced when it comes to those rules than TikTok is. Mm-hmm. TikTok is, and from what I've heard, TikTok is very controversial for the things that they block and the things that they allow to be posted mm-hmm. on that on that app. While Instagram and YouTube are very strict, like you, you, if you say the word wrong, if one person felt offended by your video, they will That's take that. Sh- take they will take that shit down. But you can argue it though. You can. That, that, and... You can argue it, but like, mm. I've seen instances on TikTok where they've reported videos, and this person is still making mm-hmm. content, or they, you know, suspend this account and they come back with another account and stuff like yeah. that. So, it'll be it seems like us. It don't matter. (laughs) Well, it might matter to like younger kids who are like cool. They're like, you still on Instagram, loser? That's so like eight years old. I'm I'm doing this little dance on TikTok. You did that new TikTok (laughs) dance. I'm gonna do my dance. (laughs) What what was that Drake song? I do. I get on TikTok and I'm gonna do my dance. Mm, 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 You all know what you're talking mm, about. You too, you too far in the Drake bag for that. Too far in the, too no, far in the Drake, it, 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 too far in the Drake pop, bag. You talking about that left? Pop, you talking about that left foot slide? Left. No, no, no. The uh, 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 that's a popular TikTok song. Like it, it became a TikTok clip thing. You have to something. send that to me. You I'm gonna find it. You, I, you send, know what? I'm gonna find you it for you. Have to send that to me, but no, 
He said, I'm going to get on TikTok and do my dance with it. Mm, 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 mm. We don't know what you're mm. talking about, bro. That, I expected you know Ralph don't even watch that, TikTok. That was it. Did Drake didn't it, say that? Drake did it, not say that. It was no, it was Drake and somebody else. Like it was a Drake song, but the feature did that part. I'm gonna get on TikTok and go viral with it. Mm-mm-mm. That yeah yeah that. that, that. that. Who was that? It was a Drake song though. It's a Drake song. Um, damn. What? Why am I feeling? Wasn't on this that from? Name? Wasn't that on um uh, Certified Lover Boy? Wasn't that certified lover boy song? It wasn't on her loss. I don't know. Listen, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I'm going to find it. Just send us the TikTok. Send us what you're talking about. Yeah. But with that being hey, Ralph, said, no. Look, look, we done. It's over. It's over. <laughs> we done. Just send us the video. We'll talk about it later. But with that being said, we're going to go ahead and shut this down. So once again, Ryan and Ralph, thank you for joining me on another episode of the Blurred Mob Podcast. Welcome to 2023. For those listening or watching, whether this is your first time or your 50th time listening, thank you. The views are appreciated. The likes, the subscribes, the follow the comments the love all of it is appreciated we got a lot to show you guys for 2023 so make sure um you guys stay tuned and with that being said wait one more thing those affiliate links in the bottom of the screen here we go go check those out for right stuff anime and entertainment herb get you guys something nice and support the mob and now go ahead and lead us out ralph by the way my birthday is coming up so if you want to give me a gift all right just make you a registry make you a registry that's what you should make a you gift know, registry. I, I might do that make a but gift that... registry and we'll share it and yeah. we'll see and we'll see who's messing with you ralph we'll see there we go you might you, you got fans that's y'all that's y'all apology for saying the puss and boots y'all laugh at me that registry is y'all apology. Look, you gonna you get an I'm sorry out of me. I'm not buying shit. <laughs> yeah. You get a I'm sorry get, and a hug out of me. <laughs> you get a you get a much love, G. Like that's all you get. Like you getting this was good, Ralph. Good, good choice. Good cho- Good job. Anyway, <laughs> man, let's let's go ahead and just cut it here. But thank you guys for watching and or listening. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram at the Blurred Mob Pod. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter at the Blurred Mob. Make sure you guys follow us on Facebook and TikTok if it's still up at the Blurred Mob Podcast. <laughs> with that being said, peace. Hands up. If you love them where you at, stand 10 toes down. Shot ain't a look at me. Don't look at me. You can let them haters hate when they answer where I'm smiling. I just tell them life.